morning to you and your entire family. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to March, Big J. Yeah, man, crazy. In like a damn lion, it says. Out like a lamb. You remember that from your elementary school days? Yeah, no, not really. They teach that as part of the Idaho curriculum? I don't know. I didn't go to elementary school here. Uh, They teach that as part of the Montana curriculum? God, no. Uh, March is in like a lion, out like a lamb. Meaning, you know, the weather uh, tends to be fairly aggressive around uh, the beginning of March and then kind of calms down into spring-like weather as it goes to the end. I just remember having to do a bunch of art projects relating to them in my early schooling years. Uh, where you would, you know, make, you would make a, a lion and then you'd make a lamb and then you talk about the month of March and the weather patterns therein. Wow, it sounds like no wonder you graduated early. <laughs> I was doing our projects light years ahead of you <laughs> folks. Oh, uh, man. And so I welcome you to March. Hopefully it will be a good one. Uh, my name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. We're hanging out with you on this Monday. Big J, please assign a letter grade to your weekend. Uh, was it B? All right. I think B, yeah. What uh, stopped it from being an A? How about that? Um, what did you want to do that would have made it perfect that obviously you didn't get a chance? I would have loved to uh, travel outside of the state. I suppose you could if you wanted to. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I didn't. So it's a B. Okay. So Watch the Golden Globes. You did? Yeah. Why? Because I work in the entertainment industry. Dude, come Good on. Good job, dude. What are you talking you about? Let down the entire people of the Treasure Valley. What are you talking about? You are the guy that goes on a rant about how dumb award shows are every yeah, year. Yeah, but this is this is different. How so? Well, we get to see people in their closets. And okay. uh, the clothes that they would wear. Uh, okay. Some of them dressed up. Some of them didn't. That interests you as a 44-year-old man? I want to see who dresses up and doesn't. Holy Jesus. I mean, I I never would have guessed that in a million years. You what? have you give you care at all about what people wear? Yeah, I watched for about, you know, 15 minutes. Okay. Now that I, I mean, buy. Listen, uh Bill Murray being nominated for an award and him showing up uh at the uh, Golden Globes in a Hawaiian shirt would be great. Yeah, well that wouldn't happen if they were really happy. I know. So that's why I'm like, this and was is interesting. It, was it worth it? I mean, yeah. to see him in a Hawaiian I, shirt, which he wears all the time? Well, it was very interesting to see how they technically pulled off this whole thing they did. You it's know, my understanding that they had some issues with it. Uh, there was a, a little bit, but I mean, for the most part, you think about trying to do what they were doing. Oh, no, listen, uh, I, I think the, the trying to do what they were doing was foolish. But I'm happy they were able to, I guess, pull off a... Bro- well, I mean, listen, the, the idea of having all these people together and all these moving parts happening simultaneously... Like, you know, the first award of the night, the dude was muted. And uh, and that's the first kind of award. stuff... Yeah, the very first award, the best supporting actor in yep. a motion picture. And so it got off to a rocky start, to say the least. Uh, and uh, the whole, uh, you know, again... I, like I you watched it. Well, no, here's the beauty of it. I uh, take in things based on clips... And stuff so that you don't have to sit through a whole three-hour broadcast. I can still catch what happened and not have to waste an entire evening. Uh, plus, I don't have the availability to do that stuff. I had running around to do You can't night. even watch TV at your house. Uh, this is true. It was on regular broadcast television, which I also do not have currently. And so that was another hurdle that uh, that I did not wasn't able to overcome. But uh, we will talk about the Golden Globes today. We will also talk about uh, Man Up Monday. On top of that, you'll have a chance to win one more day or evening pass to bogus basin we got to give away some season passes today we're going to do that on the show we're going to play some music damn it music like metallica we'll start with sad but true here on the morning after with nick and big jake on the x rocks <laughs> 
Orange Newsfeed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Following story is going to be based in facts and also based in a topic that is fairly serious and hopefully you will forgive us. I mean, part of the uh, irony of calling this segment important stuff is usually do we not dive into the world of actual news. Um, But it is something that I feel needs to be brought up and needs to be talked about because of something that happened to us personally in the last two weeks, but also something that is so rarely reported on. And I, I know we know enough news people that I should probably get an actual answer about this, but I've never actually had the conversation. But one of the things that, that you will notice over time, or maybe you haven't paid attention to, and now you will, is the fact that no matter how bad things get, news media, local news media, newspapers, although they'll tell you about assaults, they'll tell you about robberies, they'll tell you about murders in your particular town, they never talk about the number of suicides. And it's always something that goes unspoken and something that really they don't attach a number to for whatever reason. Either there's a stigma attached to it or or people don't like hearing about it or whatever the case may be. But the reality of the situation is suicides happen. And yeah. it's unfortunate and it sucks. But the way that we at least change it or at least normalize people seeking help when they have these thoughts is by talking about it. And one of the things that's a real serious concern so far in 2021 are the amount of suicides that have happened in the Treasure Valley. <clears throat> now, uh, last year was a tough damn year, man. 2020 sucked. And in all of 2020, uh, the Boise Police Department uh, responded to 20 suicides in the entire uh, area, which is a lot. And hell, one yeah. is more than enough. And so, uh, you know, that's something that we all need to be aware of. But so far in 2021, Big J, and we're just in March... There have been 12 suicides in the state, uh, in the city of Boise, in the Treasure Valley. Oh, man. And so that's a serious issue that we need to talk about. And, you know, we try to do our parts. We have a bunch of people on this show talking about suicide awareness and suicide prevention. But when you attach numbers to it sometimes, and even though they may not seem ridiculously huge, especially when we're talking about, you know, coronaviruses and numbers like that. But it is a real thing and a real problem and all sorts of stuff that is happening and you need to make sure that you're aware of it and so uh you know as we know somebody that has uh, filed uh, fallen under this particular statistic recently it is something that we want to bring attention to and that uh, listen 12 is way too high of a number as we're sitting here uh just beginning the third month of the year and so a, a reminder that uh if you have somebody in your life that you think may need some assistance if you yourself are going through some tough times man we get it we understand but the world is a better place with you in it regardless of what's going on in your life. And so there is a local Idaho suicide prevention hotline. That number is 208-398-4357. Uh, the good news is, if there is any good news around it, the, the Idaho suicide prevention hotline says they have gotten more calls than ever over the last couple months, which, of course, is a double-edged sword. There are more people that feel like this is an option for them, which is not a good solution. And uh, they're reaching out for help, which is a very, very good thing. And so that's what it's there for. 
I mean, you know, hopefully there's somebody in your life that you feel you could turn to if you're having these dark thoughts and these dark times, and hopefully you do that. But even if you think you're all alone in the world and you just want somebody to talk to, that's a great number to help you through this. Again, we're big advocates of, of mental health awareness and, and knowing if you have an issue and you have a problem, reaching out for some help. And in the last year, God knows there's plenty of reasons for you to be depressed and have some real dark thoughts. Uh, you're not alone in that particular area either. Just know that yeah. there's help around you if you need it so that you don't tag, take that way out because there's always a solution that's better than suicide for sure. And so I don't know if, if having numbers attached to it is a good thing or a bad thing or knowing what those numbers helps raise awareness for it. But, you know, we talk about the ride for 22. You know what I mean? About, right. you know, military suicides and bringing the awareness and knowing how, how that number is ridiculously high. Well, and maybe this helps as well. I mean, you know, when the police department, you know, posts on social media, go, hey, you know, we're um, we're we're feeling the uh, the effect of this uh, responding to so many suicides here in the last couple of weeks alone. Yeah. And they posted that the other day. Right. And I was like, wow, that's big. It is. It is big. And, and when you see numbers attached to it and see what you have all of last year and where we are already this year. You know, it's one of those deals where you can understand where people feel like they're at the end of the line after it's been, you know, a calendar year of having to deal with this stuff. And maybe you're dealing with unemployment or maybe you're dealing with your business being, you know, in uncertainty because of it and, and all these things. And we get it. You know, of course, there are, there are reasons to be upset and sad and down and all that kind of stuff. Nobody's, nobody's saying you shouldn't feel those things. But just know that there's better ways to talk about it than, than a final solution, I suppose. And breaking down the stigma, you know, that's the one yeah. thing that we've talked a lot about here in the last couple of years, myself included. I mean, screaming from the mountaintop as much as I can about mental health and how I'm not okay, and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. And once we realize that, then, you know, people who are having issues that, you know, feel like for some whatever reason they're not supposed to be, uh, and they realize that it's okay, then, then it's okay then to get help. Mm -hmm. And that is immensely, it's what I've been doing, and that's what I know a lot of my friends have been doing. And it's just tearing down that stigma that there's something wrong with having mental health issues is very important to, to me and I know to you and the rest of us here at the X Rocks. For sure. So, again, uh, if you need help, you want help, you you want somebody to talk to, Idaho Suicide Prevention Hotline, 208-398-4357. After a coronavirus-shortened season last year, which games were played without fans except for a limited number during the World Series and NLCS, spring training was... Started yesterday with fans in attendance in the ballpark in Arizona and Florida. So uh, we are underway with baseball stuff. Again, uh, there's a bunch of COVID safety guidelines that go into spring training, but it's still happening. It's still going on. And you saw some baseball scores that happened yesterday, too. So baseball season, especially in spring, officially underway. Who would have thought, Big J, that Tom and Jerry would have had the biggest uh, box office weekend in almost seven months? But Tom and Jerry dropped on HBO Max and dropped in theaters over the weekend and brought in almost $14 million. Good enough for the number one movie at the box office. The previous high throughout the entire pandemic was Crude's New Age, which took uh, in $9.7 million over the three-day Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and uh, the, only, the only one that beat it was Wonder Woman 1984, uh, which uh, brought in $16 million its first weekend at the box office. Uh, half of the theaters are still closed, of course. Uh, so those numbers are way down in the dirt, but still, congratulations, I suppose, to Tom and Jerry for making uh, $14 million. Any interest in that movie at all, Big J? I don't know. Growing up as a kid, I loved Tom and Jerry, yeah. but then, um, I don't know, I just got over well, that. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up, so I saw the trailer, and I'm like, eh. 
you know, it's got a lot of great people and actors yeah. involved in it. I mean, there's a there's like a handful of people that we love. Ken Jeong is fantastic. Uh, Michael Peña is in it, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, I love Rob Blaney. He is in it as well from uh, Deadpool 2. You may recognize him from. And so there's some great cast in there, but there's just, you know, I think it's a movie for kids and it doesn't really appeal to me. But my kids didn't want to watch it either. I tried this weekend. I'm like, hey, you want to watch Tom and Jerry? And he's like, ah, hard pass. There's not enough swearing in it for. Uh, there's for zero your swearing in it, and yes, uh, for the, for the oldest, he there's got to be at least one f bomb in it. Uh, otherwise, he doesn't pay attention. So that's the way that works. But uh, it's doing pretty well in the theaters, all things considered. So congratulations to Tom and Jerry. Man of Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh Nick, oh Nick, Man of Monday, man. Let me tell you what. Uh, this is more of a story of what's to come in the future. Uh, as uh, the wife and I were having a conversation, uh, driving around uh, the other day, and I did not realize this, but uh, we have uh, we have a tree in our backyard. Uh, now I realized that we have a tree in our backyard, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did not realize that it's dying, and it's kind of starting to become a concern apparently. And uh, I didn't, you know, I don't really spend a lot of time, you know, looking at that tree because it's in the backyard, and I didn't realize how big it is. It's much bigger than I thought that it was, and I realize this now because in that conversation, the wife is like, yeah, we should probably chop it down. And I'm like, she goes, Papa's, Papa is who we call her father-in-law. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, he's got a chainsaw. And I'm like, oh, man, dude. She is all of, she, listen, she is, if there's a, a power washer to be used, I mean, she loves to... Listen, she worked in the tool industry for many, many years. She loves uh, working with power tools. Uh, but, yeah, she she wants to cut down a tree with a chainsaw. And I'm like, oh, no. And then we get back there and we look at it. I'm like, no, this thing is much bigger. We are hiring people to do this. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I want to. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be something where I come home one afternoon and I, I find uh, the tree falling onto our house. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, like, give me a ballpark for me. How tall and is the tree, if you had to guess? The tree, you know, its diameter isn't that big, but it's pretty tall. It goes above our house. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, like, you have to cut that down in pieces. Yeah, yeah, and, and yes. And control where that falls. You really can't climb it. It's not that thick of a tree, but it's just still, it would do some damage if it hit our house. Um, and obviously, or the fence. For example, like yeah. our fence is kind of old and brittle, and I've been squawking about that for a couple of years that we need to replace it. But that's an expensive venture. And so, yeah, this tree hits the fence and it's over. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to for this situation. And I'm like, listen, this is one of those things where you hire experts. Experts. Yeah, no, I like I like your – I mean, do you think you win that battle? I don't know. I mean, this is another thing where I will come home and I'm, I'm gone all day. You know, she works at home, and so she has plans of her own. <laughs> and so, uh, hopefully, I would I would think that Mike, uh, my father in law, Papa, would probably you know talk some sense in her and be like, "This is um, maybe we can save this tree's life." Is it bad? Like, does it look bad? Is it yeah, it does look no, pretty okay. bad. Okay. Uh, it does look pretty bad. And it doesn't help that we've been watching a lot of uh, cabin main masters, <laughs> main cabin masters, a lot of tree falls. She gets really excited when they r- bring out a chainsaw. We don't own a chainsaw, which I'm surprised by now. You have enough video experience where what you can do is you should put together a supercut of people who have decided to cut down their own trees and it's gone terribly wrong. 
where like if the tree falls on them or onto a piece of property that they own and then just like leave it on her desktop or something so that she finds it and go this is why I don't want you to do this kind of stuff yeah yeah you're right or uh, just army of darkness because if, if if television is uh is uh, motivating you guys that much to do this stuff maybe it will motivate her to not uh, kill herself or others uh with the tree falling down on something yeah exactly but I mean I don't know uh, you I don't know how you have to take a picture of this tree so that I can kind of get an idea I don't know maybe she's right maybe it will be fine okay. maybe you're worrying uh, about it too I'll, much I'll, I don't know. I'll send a picture tomorrow I don't know I've never cut or down a tree uh, like uh, any tree that needs to be cut down to me as far as I'm concerned is an expert job as I have never done it I wouldn't want to I wouldn't know how to be, even begin and not and not make sure it doesn't fall on anything I don't want it to fall on. yeah more importantly it's the other part once you get the tree down then you need to dispose of the tree correct and you got to cut it up into a bunch of pieces and I'm like that's a lot of work so it's the the fear of work that really is what it boils. It's not to. the fear of work. It's just like why I, I I'm best not to do this. I will get injured doing that. But you just said it probably wouldn't be you doing the work. You know. But she shouldn't do it either. <laughs> I'm not arguing her, that fact. Her back hurts right now too, because who knows what she uh, has been lifted up. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would hope that this is something we can rely on experts for. We shall see. I mean, listen, for the sake of the show and the segment, I certainly hope you have to cut down that tree. But <laughs> I uh, I understand why you wouldn't want to do so. So best of luck. But yet, your- I'll just send video of the, somebody else cutting it down. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Man of Monday, boy. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big Jane, when was the last time you had an ice-cold beer? Oh, I mean, I, I don't remember. It's been a very, very long time. Because of allergies, of course. Not yeah. your uh, Not your beverage of choice to begin with. But uh, I understand. And for those of you that are beer fans, I know you're all paying attention to the style guide for the Brewers Association. Well, this is a particular uh, trade group for independent brewers. It has officially been released. And there are four new styles of beer that have been added. They are New Zealand-style pale ales, New Zealand-style India pale ales, Kentucky common beer, and Belgian-style session ales. The new styles will be featured in the Brewers Association Great American Beer Festival competition set for this fall, meaning uh, there's new categories that uh, breweries can enter and types of beer that will be judged. The official style guidelines suggest that the beers were added in part because of their more common availability in the commercial market, not necessarily because they're new to beer drinkers. They've been around for a while, but they've been difficult to get their hands on. Now, uh, if you're going to ask me what any of those beers are, I am going to shrug my shoulders and say, I don't know. I don't know what makes a Kentucky common beer. I don't know what makes a New Zealand style pale ale different from a regular pale ale. That is for the independent brewers of America to decide. Uh, I I decide uh, the way everybody else should decide whether or not a beer is good or not with your damn taste buds. And uh, do you, I mean, I'm not super up on all the styles. I mean, I know the styles that I gravitate towards because of the type of beer that I enjoy. Like, I know I'm rare, but I'm not a big pale ale fan i don't like ipas and so uh i usually stay away from them but do you have a particular favorite when you are drinking beer uh yeah Pabst blue ribbon so pilsners then huh a pilsner 
I didn't mean the actual. I meant like oh like, yeah, style uh, of beer, not not a brand name. Yeah, it's but. gonna be light. Anything more than that, and I'm in trouble. Oh, be like yeah, because it's the hops that you're allergic to. Yeah, right? so you have to stay away from the IPAs as well. Oh man, stuff that's that was, super hoppy. I would get immediately uh, just it would be a, I'd be a wreck. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. So uh, now you have more to choose from, or at least you will in uh, more availability anyway. Last night's scheduled game between the Raptors and the Bulls was postponed due to growing coronavirus issues with the Raptors. The NBA said the Raptors have a bunch of positive test results. While not saying exactly how many, uh, they did admit that there was no way for the Raptors to field the minimum eight players that is required for the NBA to allow a game to go on, along with you know contact tracing and actual positive tests. So it left the team without enough players available. The game was the 30th this season to be postponed so far for COVID issues. The first for Toronto, but they're thinking they may not even get the other two games in that they have scheduled before the All-Star break for the NBA. So might be a while before the Raptors hit the hard court again. Big J watched some of them anyway. The 78th annual Golden Globe Awards kicked off yesterday and aired on NBC. They were hosted uh, in person by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, or as Big J calls her, Amy Fowler. Uh, and uh, then there was a bunch of people kind of broadcasting in from their homes to accept the awards and get nominated for them. Did, Big J, the Golden Globes make you want to watch any of the movies that were nominated or won or TV shows for that matter? Um, no. Nothing. No. There was nothing there that interests you. Zero. You just watched a bunch of things of people that you don't care about? Yeah. I'm weird. Uh, I will say this. They got some stuff right. Uh, and uh, I was trying to talk Big J into watching I Care A Lot on Netflix. And if you're listening, why don't you want to watch I that? Don't. <laughs> uh, Rosamund Pike ended up upsetting uh, a couple of uh, pretty big name people and won best performance by an actress in a musical comedy for I Care A Lot. It is a Netflix film that is available now. It, it, Peter Dinklage is in it as well. It's really, really good. It's funny. It's, it's a little bit more yeah, no, of a dark I, comedy. I, I almost caught it over the weekend. Uh, so it's it's close. Also, uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya winning for Judas and the Black Messiah is uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion, I think. Uh, he is amazing in that movie, which is now on he's, HBO he's Max. He's great in everything. Oh, dude, he doesn't have a bad movie uh, yeah. at all. Uh, he's fantastic in everything that he does. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think it's also probably a foregone conclusion as well when Oscars uh, roll around that uh, Chadwick Bosman is going to win as well, who ended up winning the Golden Globe last night. Uh, the Crown was the big winner on the TV side of things. It, it swept the drama uh, category pretty much. Uh, and Ted Lasso ended up winning best uh, role in a uh, comedy for uh, Jason Sudeikis. So that was pretty cool to see. A show that's on Apple. Loses one of the hottest TV. women in the world. Uh, and gains wins. a Golden Globe. Congratulations. And beats out some pretty big-name people as well. Uh, so you could uh, check out the highlights if you want, but uh, pretty cool listing of people that won on the Golden Globes last hey, night. You left out Shit's Creek. Yeah, well, it has been sweeping every award category that it has been doing, and it won Best Television Series as well, but didn't win any of the acting stuff. That, yeah, all, was... that all went to Jason Sudeikis and, uh, and company. Trent Reznor picked up a uh, Golden Globe for Soul. Did you watch Soul as well? That's I haven't on Disney seen Plus. Soul, no. Uh, you like Pixar movies, though, right? I, I mean, no, I don't watch a lot of cartoons, man. That's true. Uh, we talked about this with Tom and Jerry. Soul is fantastic. It also won Best Motion Picture Animated. Uh, it is on uh, Disney Plus that you can watch as well. 
Uh, and anything, but it didn't really change your mind. It didn't want to make you want to watch anything. Nope. Then it completely failed as an award show. Uh, you, you didn't watch The Queen's Gambit either, have you? No, nah, but uh, that was nominated. It won. It won a couple of things uh, last night. And No Man I told Land. you when that came out and everybody's like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, eh, it's about chess. I know. Yeah, you don't want to watch it. But it's not, I mean, it, it's about chess, but it's, no, it's not about chess. Chess happens to be, it's more of the, this woman's story than it is about chess. But uh, No Man Land was the big winner. It won Best Motion Picture. It also won Best Director as well. Uh, Chloe Zhao is the uh, the young lady that won the Best Director, only the second woman to ever uh, win a uh, Best Director award for the Golden Globes. She also in charge of a Marvel movie right now, so maybe you want to check that out. No Man Land, by the way, uh, is kind of like part documentary, part narrative film, uh, and it is available on Amazon Prime. So all these movies and TV shows that won are all available on streaming networks, so unlike the Oscars usually, or even the Golden Globes for that matter, where it's tough to get some of these movies because some of their independent releases, uh, these are all pretty accessible for you if you want to, you know, enlighten yourself a little bit about some award winners. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, we are headed to India for today's We're Going to Hell story. Thank you, India. A reference only you and I will get and understand. Somebody else out there gets it. Nobody else is picking up your random Alanis Morissette reference outside of myself. Uh, But we are headed there to India for a story that probably, unfortunately, is all too common. I mean, you're well aware that there are laws all over this world, Big J, yes? Yeah, there are laws. And uh, people break those laws, no matter how despicable they may be, correct? Correct. And one of the things that, that both you and I are, are really, really turned off by is animal abuse. It's just not a good thing at oh, all. man. And there's a special place in hell off. for those that do that. Yes. And a, a, a uh, one that is, uh, I mean, if you want to look up animal abuse in the dictionary, you, you're going to talk about cockfighting. It is a thing that happens in small corners of the world. It happens here in the United States. You just have to find the, I guess, cesspool in which it takes place in. And the reason why it happens is that it's also a, a great way for degenerates to gamble on things, right? I mean, I think that's the only reason that exists, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it is a thing, unfortunately, that still happens despite the fact that it is outlawed. And uh, India, it's also uh, outlawed. Uh, it has been banned for being inhumane to animals, as it has been here in the United States. Uh, but... There still are cockfighting rings in and around the world, and this is a story that takes place in one in particular in India. And Big J, it's all about fighting back. The chickens have had it up to here, you understand? Chicken fight, just like a family guy. According to the BBC, uh, they are reporting that a man in the village of Lungthnor in the Telaganda state in India uh, was getting ready for a cockfight with uh, a particular rooster that he had had a long winning streak with. What was the name of the chicken in uh, in Seinfeld? Was it Little Jerry? Is that what they called it? Yeah, yes. Okay. Little Jerry. And so, a la Little Jerry, uh, they were ready to go and have a little fight. And uh, I guess, I don't know. I didn't know this. I listened, but I don't know about cockfighting. You could fill a book with. But uh, you, you apparently are allowed, or at least in this particular fight, they were allowed to outfit their roosters with weapons. You understand what I'm telling you? And so what happened is they had this particular rooster had a knife taped to its leg. I guess, you know, in a what? battle to the death. Yeah, I mean, like I, a dagger? I, I don't know. All I know is there was a knife 
attached to the leg of this particular rooster. I'm guessing that both roosters had knives. I don't know. Again, I don't know what the... I don't know if it's like, Damn. you know, if it's Master Blaster, Thunderdome kind of territory where it's, you know, anything goes. Or there's certain, you know, cockfights that allow weapons and others that don't. But either way, there was a three-inch knife strapped to the leg of this particular chicken. And uh, as they were getting ready to put the chicken in the ring to fight, obviously, to the death, winner take all, uh, the rooster had decided it had had enough. It was going to try to do the old chicken thing, which is fly the coop. You understand? And so they put the chicken in the, uh, in the, the ring to fight, and that chicken was like, I want no part of this. I want out. And so it jumped up to try to escape Big J, the ring. And what ends up happening? The chicken, with the knife that the the guy had attached to the leg, ends up jumping up high enough to tag this dude, the owner of the chicken, in the jugular of his neck. Oh, excellent. As it escapes the actual illegal fight. And so that's when all hell breaks loose, right? Because now the chicken, (laughs) with a knife attached to its leg, has already stabbed somebody and is on the loose. Well, guess what? Dude died on the way to the hospital. Because it's tough to recover from a jugular injury unless you're getting immediate medical attention. Yeah, yeah, it's a main artery there, blood. And so he died from loss of blood en route to the hospital. So that chicken won that fight. I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, of course, because of the situation that happened, this, uh, I I guess, uh, alerted authorities that there was a cockfighting ring happening in this particular neighborhood. They were able to break it up. They arrested some 15 organizers. Uh, They could face manslaughter charges as well. The bird was taken to an area police station, expected to be transferred to a farm after serving as evidence in court. (laughs) Poor chicken. Uh, While it's a bizarre turn, apparently such mishaps are not unheard of. Last October, a police lieutenant in the Philippines was breaking up an illegal cockfight in San Jose when he picked up a rooster, and it also struck an artery because it had another additional weapon attached to himself somewhere. And so that's it. That rooster shouldn't be sent to a farm. It should be heralded as a hero above all others. But what do you do Shiny with hero, and chrome. hero chickens, I guess, is the question. I don't know. They you should give re- him a comfortable life on a farm, Yeah, right? well, I mean, as long as, you know, I guess you're right, and he gets to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you do with a chicken that's put in his time. I understand what you're saying. He should not be punished, and I'm glad that he's not. But I don't know what you do with a chicken once you rescue it. I'm guessing you just you know let it live out, stays on this happy little farm, and hopefully that's what happened. And uh, hopefully also this chicken now doesn't have human bloodlust and starts exacting, exacting revenge on and the human if race. He, if he does, we get what we yeah, get. Totally justified. Yeah. You're absolutely right. If this chicken decides to go all John Wick on us, we have it coming. Never should have taught him how to kill in the first place. You understand? And so we got a real Hollywood <laughs> movie scenario. <laughs> chicken into... Something other than fried. Yes, you're right. Uh, We have given this chicken quite the personality. But I will say this. uh, That guy got what he deserved. Yeah. Uh, And so, and I'm glad that it was the chicken that turned on him. And I'm sure purely accidental. I don't think the chicken was trying to murder his captor. But you're right. It's not like he can answer our questions. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Hey. Robert Zombie, King Freak, here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's no secret that uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus is a very popular television show. 
Number one show as far as stats in the world right now as people are enjoying the trip that it takes us on as we get ready for the season finale coming up uh, this particular Friday. But it poses the question, Big J, in real life, strip away all the Marvel DC stuff. In your opinion, are superpowers real? Uh, no. You don't think there are mutants or people that have been affected by superpowers that have some sort of otherworldly kind of skills that we don't possess? No. Uh, And you'll be happy to know, Big J, that 1-0 is with you. So much so that uh, they have offered up a $250,000 prize to anybody that can demonstrate their possession of supernatural capabilities. Now, this is not necessarily an old story. It's been up there for a while. This reward has been out there, but it has uh, resurfaced itself because uh, somebody went to the brand and said that they did and was comically shut down in their their depiction of their superpowers. Uh, It is actually a very sad story at the end of the day. Uh, but it's pretty unfulfilling as well. Somebody said that they had uh, the supernatural capabilities to communicate with the dead, Big J. And so uh, one zero was like, okay, cool. Uh, we're happy to cut you a $250,000 check. You just got to come down to our offices and prove that you have these supernatural powers. And, of course, they, they uh, came down to the office, Big J, and uh, nothing happened. And so they didn't, they, they didn't break out their little Ouija board and no Ouija board, no uh, lights flickering, no seance performed, no uh, possession of other people inside of their body. Nothing. They just kind of was like, OK, here we go. And then nothing happened kind of a thing. And so uh, they did not get to claim the quarter of a million dollar prize. I mean, you think you do something. Right, like I mean, pretend to be somebody else. I mean, you're you're trying to get two hundred fifty unless unless you have some serious psychological issues and you really believe that these are a thing. You know, you're going in to try to con them out of some money. So you have to have some sort of at least theatrics prepared. But alas, uh, apparently nothing was happened or whatever was planned didn't go as planned. And so uh, they walked away empty-handed. But it is a reminder that Medium has offered up this particular prize so if you have uh the ability to teleport levitate mind read predict the future uh x-ray vision summon deities whatever the case may be uh as long as you can prove it to them in person in their particular uh surroundings then they will give you a quarter of a million dollars so if you've got some wandavision stuff going on out there now would be the time to cash in but I'm guessing if you reveal lived, yourself, if you've lived this long with those powers, if they are real, I'm not sure if a quarter million dollars is going to bring you out. Yeah, try a quarter of a billion. That's right. Then we can talk. Otherwise, it's all just pomp and circumstance. But uh, alas, the prize has gone unclaimed. But a reminder out there: if you do have supernatural powers, to use them for good and not evil. Agree or disagree, Big Jim? Agree. Thank you very much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. On the way, your pop culture smackdown and some important stuff. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7. At advocateslaw.com, you deserve an advocate. And file this under relatable. A lot of Americans are having trouble sleeping right now. A big reason for that? 
anxiety about the future. Oh, I can't imagine. In a new poll of 20,000 Americans, 62% say they struggle to fall asleep. And of those, 41% say it's because of anxiety, mostly uh, about the next day. Other reasons given in the one poll survey include uh, replaying the day's events. Like, oh man, I should have said this. Or, oh God, I should have done this. Named by 37%. Uh, being too hot or too cold was named by 31%. Having way too much caffeine earlier in the day was cited by 28%. As well as things like feeling uncomfortable, being itchy. <laughs> too itchy to fall asleep. Ah, it won't uh, leave me alone. And then the other one that came in the top five was fear of nightmares. What's Can you that? imagine not being able to fall asleep because you're afraid you're going to have a nightmare well, like it's Freddy's you dead? Seen, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I mean, yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> I mean, there's not really somebody stalking us in our sleep that will kill us in real life if he kills us in our nightmares. Or at least if there is. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it on the interwebs. Uh, and coming in at number six, Big J, uh, one that you can relate to being kept up by their dog or cat. Once a person is asleep, they're having more stress-related dreams this year as well, with half reporting uh, more of those types of dreams than ever before. When asked the source of the dreams, equal number of people named the pandemic, and then the other part named money problems, with events earlier in the day also ranking high. Respondents share some of the things they do fall asleep, they do to fall asleep and stay asleep, including having a little bit of line, wine. We all like to drink ourselves asleep, don't we, Big J? Yeah. Aromatherapy, reading, using a nasal rinse, which sounds like drowning to me, and watching boring documentaries as a way to get comfortable and help them fall asleep. Something stuck out about this story to me that I that I can't... I mean, I know we don't remember a majority of the dreams that we have, but I don't think I've ever had a dream about something that happened to me the day that it happened. Does that make sense? Yes. That, like, that's listed as one of the common things that free people out. But, I mean, I've had dreams of stuff that happened in past events, but never, like, the day. I've never relived a day that I've just had in my dream. Or at least I don't remember I have. Have you? I don't think so, okay. no. Yeah, it's, it's just good. a weird thing for me to, to, to hear. I wonder, and it sounds like it's common, but I'm like, man, that's never happened to me. I don't think I've ever dreamed about the that day's events in my head. The uh, coronavirus shortened season last year had an effect on baseball, but they're not messing around with world with the uh, the old spring training. They are doing it as of right now. Games began yesterday, and they did have fans in the ballpark in both Arizona and Florida. Of course, uh, they did follow COVID safety guidelines before you could get into the stadium, as well as you were kind of augured off from other fans in your area. You kind of were sold a section, basically, of the ballpark that were yours for you and your pack of four people that you were allowed to bring in with you. And so uh, we have baseball underway. So soon you will have spring training scores kind of all over the place, and baseball will be back. I hope everybody is happy. Big J, Jonah Hill is having a bit of a moment. Did you see him go viral over the weekend? Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was viral, but... It is. Uh, he has uh, he has gone viral because he posted on Instagram a photograph of him shirtless while surfing. And there was a daily article. Uh, basically, they wrote an article about how he was taking his shirt off in public. And, uh, and he wrote uh, the caption, quote, I don't think I ever took my shirt off in a pool or in public until I was in my mid-30s. Even in front of my family and friends, probably would have happened sooner if my childhood insecurities weren't exasperated by years of public mockery about my body by press and interviewers. So the idea that the media tries to play me by stalking me while surfing and then printing photos like this, it can't phase me anymore, and that's dope. I'm 37, finally loving and accepting myself. And so a bunch of people showed their support for Jonah Hill and his ability to do that kind of stuff. Your thoughts, Big J? He's fat. 
Well, yeah, he knew that. But I mean, you know, the fact that he's accepting his body. Yeah, no, I mean, it's awesome, uh, and uh, it's it's great um, that um, that he feels that way. And I wish that uh, people around the world would uh, not be such huge d bags. Yeah, you know, uh, we we've talked about this before. It's the same thing with with women and their their perception of beauty and how people it's five thousand like times worse for them. They have to exactly they have to change themselves because of what beauty is percepted as and how you know just the way you look is beautiful as it is. And and you know, it would take a little bit of searching, but there's like a supercut out there of like Jonah Hill getting asked about how fat he is in a bunch of interviews for that movies would be that he's awful. done. And and it, it, like his face is just like oh man, and it it has to be incredibly rough. And a part of that I think is why we are so self-deprecating is to kind of put off some of that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so we use that as a defense mechanism, of course. But you know, uh, you know, Jonah has been dealing with this stuff because he's Oscar nominated and he's been in a bunch of blockbuster movies and all that kind of stuff. So it comes out, and people seem to mock him and make fun of him a little bit because of that kind of stuff. And it's nice to see him, I guess, own it and go, you know what? Yeah, big deal. This is me, and I'm finally comfortable being who I am. Well, it's made more difficult for him the fact that he has gone uh, through parts when he's he's had roles where he's lost a bunch of weight. True. And so that is you know made it a little more difficult where you know he was just wants to be him and his whatever his look is and then he gets flack for that because it's not the skinny version yeah so i mean the the lesson here is be it chubby be it fat be it skinny be it you know whatever the case may be if we're all a little bit more comfortable in our skin the world is a better place and everybody should be lauded for at least feeling that way regardless of what label you want to slap on yourself Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to do some pop culture smackdown here in a second. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, what we want to do here, what we're planning on, uh, is giving away three winter 2021, 2022, and spring 2021 passes to Bogus Basin. Uh, value to 478 bucks. We'll get to that a little later here this morning, the grand prize giveaway. Uh, but in the meantime, we need to get one more person qualified, Nick, with a night pass up there to Bogus Basin, and you can get that by beating me at Pop Culture Smackdown. Last Chance City, 208-287-1003, your last shot at a Bogus Basin pass to ski at night, and your last chance to get qualified for that season pass that we're going to be giving away, and there's three of them. So pretty good chances uh, or consideration, I suppose, all things for the fun that is Bogus Basin, 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown, now would be the time to get on the phone and, of course, flex your pop culture muscles against Big J and see if you got what it takes to ski it up and become a champion. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, what snack brand's mascot is a cheetah named Chester? Cheetos. Yes. Right. That is correct. Big J, an NBA basketball rim is exactly how many feet above the ground? 12. Wrong. 72. 72 is the right answer. Right. Hey, 14? Uh, no, buddy. What, what, people, you think people are jumping to 14 feet in the air? Yeah. Dunk? Well, they're very athletic. No, no. It's, it's 10. Right. Oh, it's 10. Uh, congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up. No, <laughs> no wonder I could, could never dunk at home. I mean, Yeah, you're setting the rim yeah. way too high, buddy. Man, if I could only go back in time. <laughs> you're doing things the wrong way. You could be playing in the NBA if you were chucking things up at a 14-foot rim. Oh, man. I, I could have tomahawked. 
Damn! <laughs> Hang on one second, Sean. We will hook you up with the uh, bogus basin pass. And uh, there you go. One and done for old Big J today. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will do some headlines. That is next on the X Rocks. For years, you've been thinking about getting LASIK. You've been talking about getting LASIK. Thanks. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are as follows. Sounds fun. She metcalfed him. And come back here. She metcalfed him. Just because somebody's old doesn't mean they can't tackle you, Big J. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. A security camera in Australia captured footage of an elderly woman chasing down a man who allegedly nabbed her purse at a bar. In the video, the woman appears to run barefoot after the dude who reportedly just ripped the purse out of her hands at the Pimpama Tavern on the Gold Coast of Australia. The alleged thief only makes it about half a block away from the pub before the woman catches up to him, grabs his shoulders, tackles him to the ground. She even managed to get the man in a headlock for a few seconds before latching onto the bag and getting it back. The man then tries to pull onto the purse for a few more moments, even dragging the woman onto the ground, but he decided to retreat to his car instead. The woman grabs her bag, walks back to the pub, finishes her beer. Bam! Remember earlier when we were looking for superheroes? <laughs> this lady deserves 250 girl. It does not say how old she is, but uh, the video is quite convincing. Uh, number one, uh, the dude is in no shape to be running away from anybody. I'll put it that way. Okay. Number two, he's in flip-flops, which obviously not a great running thing, but she still chases him down barefoot. And, I mean, it's a great tackle. It really is like DK Metcalf against the Cardinals earlier this season in the NFL where he ran down the dude halfway down the field and was able to take him down and prevent the touchdown. She got her damn purse bag and she went back and finished her foster. So A plus. Nice. Don't let anybody ruin her good time. I'll tell you that right now. Well done. I like you, Grandma. Sounds fun or come back here. Come back here. This is one way to deal with a vehicle theft. An Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office in Colorado says the owner of a stolen truck jumped into the back of the vehicle and rode with the perpetrators for about 10 miles. The truck was stolen early Thursday morning at the Homewood Suites in Inglewood after the owner had left it running to warm it up. A man and woman jumped in the truck and stole it. The owner watched as it happened and then proceeded to jump in the back of the vehicle and then rode there for 10 miles, apparently, without the perpetrators knowing it. He remained there until they stopped to attempt to steal another vehicle in a 7-Eleven parking lot, and that's when the victim jumped out of the truck and grabbed his car and then ratted him out to police and the man and woman were taken into custody on suspicion of auto theft and kidnap. They're getting kidnapping charges too. That's what you get. But this is like out of an action movie. You know what I mean? Your car is warming up. You see somebody and you're like, oh, I'm going to sneak in the back and then see if I can't track him down. That's exactly what happened. So again, car, he got his truck back, stopped the, uh, the, the, the stolen car ring and Big J, I presume, probably got himself something at 7-Eleven when he was all said and done too. That's a win. Wrap it up with Sounds Fun. Things are not always as they appear. Video footage recorded in Argentina on Thursday of last week appears to show a tornado-like formation high in the sky that was recorded on Route 74. The shape appears to stand hundreds of feet tall and looks like an honest-to-goodness tornado. But, Big J, when you zoom in, what do you think the tornado really is? Um, Butterflies. A little bit more uh, dangerous. A huge swarm of mosquitoes. 
An expert in Argentina explains that heavy rains cause flooding, resulting in large pools of stagnant water where female mosquitoes, of course, lay their eggs. So that resulted in huge numbers of the insects, which then invade cities. He added that insects don't pose a real threat to humans, but have potential to interfere with farming activities. But you got to think about how many mosquitoes it would be to cause a huge tornado-like appearance hundreds of miles in the sky. Uh, that's a lot of mosquitoes. Now, no action is necessary. People just need to make it through the, about two weeks, which, of course, that's how long the mosquitoes cycle of life is. They get about two weeks before they die off. But it's a long two weeks if you're getting attacked hey, by mosquitoes. 2020. And murder hornets hold our beer. We have mosquito tornadoes in 2021. Thanks to standing water and floods. Uh, I tell you what, mosquitoes are bad news. I'm not a fan. I don't like them. I'm on the record. I don't like oh, to itch. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't like to get bit. I don't like anything about uh, And so I'm going to stay away That's why we're so nice to be here in the Treasure Valley. Yes, it's true. I mean... I was just thinking, like, the last, I remember last time I went home to Wisconsin, it was during the summer, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how many damn mosquitoes are everywhere and just eat the living crap out of you. And uh, it, it had been, you know, year decades since I had, you know, I had to purchase any off. But that changed when you go back to the Midwest, that's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> It's new from the Foo Fighters, waiting on a war here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it's time to get your exercise on, Big J. Yeah, uh, and uh, a poll of uh, 7,500 U.S. adults reveals uh, that uh, in, a, in a, a question about if they've exercised at a gym or indoor fitness center since the pandemic. And 71% says no, they have not. That makes sense to me. Yeah, 10% said uh, yes occasionally. Uh, and exercise, one of those things that's uh, fleeting for old Big J. Is it? Yeah. And, You're um, kidding. <laughs> so recently, uh, the wife uh, said to me, she goes, hey, uh, I got a surprise for you. Don't look at your, you know, your Amazon stuff. Right? Oh, because so you shared account. Okay, She right. ordered something from Amazon. And uh, I'm like, okay, she ordered me something. That's sweet. Not even, uh, you know, present time. Right, and uh, and then uh, and then it arrived, and guess what? What I'm like, this isn't just for me. This isn't for me. It's really for her. Uh, she had bought us a uh, Oculus Quest Two VR headset. Okay. So now I've talked about this in Nerd Alert. Yes. Uh, the Oculus Two, uh, que- the Quest Two is the is the latest uh, VR headset from Facebook and Oculus and it's quite incredible because it's totally wireless. You don't have to you don't have to hook it up to anything. Uh, and it works autonomously by itself. You connect it to your um uh, Wi-Fi, but there are tons of exercise programs on there, and so uh, a mutual friend of ours who used to work here uh, has been working out with some uh, some fellow ladies doing this, and so she wanted to get in the mix and thought, you know, I mean, she says it was for me because it's a video game thing, but, yeah. but you know, really, I, I'm not even in, in a good position to start using that thing. She's been going at it pretty hard, but uh, so yeah, that can be something that can fill in the gap here if you still don't feel comfortable going to the workout facility. Uh, so how does how does that work then? Like you log into like a lobby and then you do exercises with other people that you see or you see avatars of them as they do exercises uh, i don't know i haven't done it oh. but but uh, i de- but, I thought but, you talked your way no yes of course of course come on man uh you're a misunderstanding of the situation but uh no there are games that you play and then you compete with each other okay uh, on times and, and okay and so it's like you know. we fit basically but yes. a vr version of yes it. okay i got it okay 
are you are you putting yourself into a a room with them all playing one together? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far into it, but either way, it's an option for you. Yeah. If you want it, uh, how much do those run? Uh, let's see. the The sixty four gigabyte model is two hundred ninety nine bucks. Okay. And so, like, you just hook it up to the Wi Fi, and then it, you basically have a bunch of either video games you can play or exercise things. It's it's got like its own like little like uh, library oh, it's got and stuff. Its own, own uh, you know interface and everything. Have yeah. you messed around with it in any way, shape, or form? Uh, a little bit. What did but you I, do? No, I was just kind of uh, getting it ready to be able to use. Oh, you didn't like yeah. actually try it out no. or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I did briefly, but not 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 like she's been going at it. No, I'm sure. What did you try? Uh, the same, the same fit game that she was doing. It was a fit game. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. You and, and you know the thing about it too is you don't really. I mean, it's a competitive kind of thing, and it's a it's a fun game. And there's several other different versions of, that you can do that you don't even feel like you're really exercising, but you're, you know, your heart rate's up, your heart rate's going, and it's it's a nice thing, man. So what do you, what do you see? What was your environment? Uh, this is like uh, like like glow. Balls that are glowing that okay. come at you and you punch them. Okay. Um, and then you duck. And it's you like the lightsaber dodge. thing that you see the videos. Exactly. For. Okay. There's that one as well. That's yeah. a free one. Gotcha. Um, Beat saber is what I think it's called, which is pretty cool as well. All right. So it's an option. Uh, you might as well do it if you find yourself stuck at home and you don't want to go to a gym. There's there's a home workout option for you if you need a little extra motivation. It never ever hurts. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Some bad impressions are next on the X Rock. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we'll get you set up with a $25 gift card to Section 37 Axe Room. Go throw some axes, join the league, have some fun. It's going to be, uh, you know, pretty easy, I think, today to win that oh, via wow. Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003 if you would like to enjoy some Section 37. Big J says it's an easy one today, so it's an easy prize to win. If you think you got the goods, get on the phone and play Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues, although I don't think you'll need all three today. Figure out who he is. The prize becomes your prize, and hopefully you become happy. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, man? What's your name? Jeff. All right, Jeff, you're up first. I go back to the 70s, getting my start in Hollywood with movies like Tom Sawyer, Taxi Driver, and Candle Shoe. Okay. I've won two Oscars, one of them playing Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. This isn't going to help you then. I just won a Golden Globe for the Mauritarian. Why would you do that if you don't know how to say it? I I, I tried many times to look up the pronunciation, but... Ah, <laughs> uh, his name, Hopkins. No, the no. other. Uh, it would help no. if Big J did his woman voice, I think, probably. Hey, yeah, I'm a woman. Oh, no, I have no idea. All right, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. How do you pronounce it? Hello, the X. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. But I'm seeing you. I can't even tell from what you tried to say what it could it's be. It's a about. play on the Manchurian, I think. Hello, hello, the X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis. Did you hear Big J's clues or do you need him again? I need him again. Did you hear him the first time? Uh, I only heard like the last two. Yeah, that's not going to help, probably. Uh, I go back to the 70s, getting my start in Hollywood in movies like Tom Sawyer, Taxi Driver, and Candle Shoe. I won two Oscars, one of them playing for uh, playing Clarice in Silence of the Lamps. Oh, I don't know her name. No, oh, jeez. Sorry, man. Thanks for playing. Poor I'm soon for forget Silence of the Lamps. Poor lady. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Hey, the answer is? 
Uh, Jody Foster. There you go. It's Jody, Jody Foster. Foster. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go with that uh, Section 37 Axe Room Pass. Uh, why is Jody Foster in the news? Well, she won a Golden Globe last night for the Mauer Maltirian? Is that what you're trying it's to say? It's M A U R I I T A N I A N. I'd have to see it, but yeah. it sounds like it's Martyrian. The Martyrian. I said it earlier, and he mocked me for it. Uh, she, uh, in her acceptance speech last night, she thanked one Aaron Rodgers, Nick. Yeah, they're old friends. Her best friend. Of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers' fiance, uh, Shailene Woodley, is in this movie as well. And that's how they met. Jodie Foster introduced those two of them. Yeah. And She's he, a huge Packer fan. Yeah, and she thanked, or, uh, he thanked her in his uh, MVP speech. So she promised she would pay it back. And indeed... Opportunity arose last night. You mentioned this. I don't think I've ever seen Tom Sawyer in the 70s. I don't think I've ever saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. It was a I mean, Disney she film was when kid, she was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she was a kid. Um, she's been she's been acting and directing forever. Morning after. It's so great. With Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the extra. Royal Blood Troubles Coming is wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this very first day of March. Thank you for hanging out with us. It is always appreciated. We had a chance to learn a little bit about Big J chopping down some trees in his backyard. Uh, Probably not going to happen, at least if he has anything to say about it, but uh, it made for a good adventure and we will see the further adventures of, I'm sure, farther down the road. Got a chance to talk about cockfighting and how the chickens are starting to fight back. And uh, we all had it coming because of that, which is also uh, very interesting. And Big J, we even had a chance to talk about exercise. It was a full circle day for sure. Yeah, man. Of course, we also have one more thing to take care of today. We have been qualifying people for the last couple weeks for some three season passes we have to give to Bogus Basin. So we need three winners, Big J. Whom are they? All right, let's find out. Okay, I am ready whenever you are. All right. Did you turn on your sound? Yeah. Okay. But I just did the wheel already. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we got one winner, Dan. Dan, congratulations, congratulations, Dan. Dan. You can hear the actual wheel spinning. It's like real life prizes. Oh man, I, this guy, Wayne. Wayne, congratulations. Enjoy your season pass, yep. Wayne. And finalmente. Hopefully you break a leg. Oh, that's not very nice. And Brent. There you go, so Dan, Dan Wayne, Brent, and Brent. Brent. All of you are winners. Congratulations to you. Enjoy some bogus space and season passes on us. Do you succumb your time to the giveaway, Big J, or did you want the floor? No, I succumb. Uh, beautiful. Uh, no. Then we will see you tomorrow where we will have a chance to play some streaming dumbass. That's going to happen, and some additional prizes will be won from us. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you then. It's the X-Rock. Thanks.